Hey everyone, happy Wednesday, and welcome back to another episode of Be A Warrior Podcast. I'm your host, Angie. It's that time once again to unleash the warrior within you. Are you ready? Then let's get started. Hey there, it is so great to have you back. And welcome to my YouTube channel if you're watching me hello and if you are just listening welcome if it's your first time my name is Angie and I am an above-knee amputee it was an elected surgery back in 2018 and I have chosen to do a podcast which was the farthest thing ever in my mind to do a podcast until I decided that maybe I could reach people going through what I went through and I could use my ups and downs to help others. And then I come to find out that as I'm doing these podcasts that were started out directed towards amputees, that the feedback I was getting was that a lot of people are listening that aren't amputees, but found that um, you know some of the insight could be translated to anybody going through a rough patch, whether it's medically or in your relationships or whatever. So here I am, not sure exactly where, where things really want to pull me. And each day I come on each week and I sit there and I wonder, I wonder what will speak to me this week. Now I have to tell you that I am recording this so much later than I normally do. Usually I give myself all day Monday or Tuesday to think about it and record. It is Tuesday night. <laughs> so this puppy is getting out right away. Um, I'm a hot mess. I've been actually cleaning my room that I am in right now. It looks gorgeous from the back because there's no clutter, but the other half was a like a bomb went off. And so I thought it was kind of funny because and relevant because last week, if you didn't hear last week's um, podcast, it was called spring cleaning and it was not this kind of spring cleaning. It was spring cleaning your head and your heart um, to get yourself, get rid of the clutter that was going on in your brain, get rid of the uh, cluttered emotions that you might be going through with whatever you're dealing with and um, get kind of fresh start, kind of breathing. And you know what? Physically doing a spring cleaning is also extremely therapeutic because it just alleviates the, the clutter. When there's clutter in our head, clutter in our eyesight, it gets kind of like really hard to deal with. And a lot of times we will just kind of walk away from where the clutter is. The problem is this is my room. This is my space. And I want to own my space and love my space. And, you know, you can't see it, but I have all my exercise equipment right here. And, you know, all my arts and crafts stuff there. I'm like the jack of all trades. So I've got stuff everywhere of all kinds of things. But um, it was really great to go through it. But now I'm like, okay, it's late and I probably should get this going. And my boys are like, you come in to, to work out with us. So I still have to go work out tonight. So I thought, you know, after talking about spring cleaning last week, and then, you know, what really spoke to me, if you've been following me or you follow me on any social media, you know that I have a horse that we rescued a couple of years ago, my friend and I, and um, she has been a saving grace for me. Uh, my horse, also my friend, but my horse. And she is my calm. She is my center. She makes me laugh. And she's a great listener. And so my heart started going towards 
what I was learning through her this week. And, you know, the one big thing that I see a lot of people really struggling with is when you're going through a hard patch, you kind of find that you um, tense up, you stop really breathing well, and you start to kind of almost panic. And I've heard a lot of people going through night terrors and panic attacks, anxiety. And for amputees, I truly believe those trigger phantom pains even more so and the phantom sensations. So I thought, okay, you know what we need to talk about is what we need to be doing is we need to be breathing better. And you know, I, yeah, you may not have a horse or even a companion animal. That helps me. Um, every morning, Monday through Friday, I go and see my girl and I will spend literally two, three, four hours with her. And some of it's work. Like I work on training her a little bit. Um, everything's groundwork. She is my, um, horse that I want to use for equine therapy for those of us that live near me and need a little bit of downtime and breathing work. That's where I come in. And that's what I've been using her for and working with her. And even me going through it has been the training session to get her ready for you. And so she's doing fantastic with it, but I am also doing fantastic. And I really, you know, I just have been in such a great space since my amputation. And I'm not sure where to attribute it. I don't know if it's because I felt like I gained my life back, like a reborn, being reborn. And if it's, you know, my support system, if it's my activity level, or if it's my horse. And I would tell you, thinking and saying all that, you know, when I go through those things, it's all of them, right? If you have a good support system and you have a great medical team and you have activity levels again that you didn't have before, you're going to be in a better space. And my horse is, just puts me over the edge because she's the one I go to when I just want to observe. And I'm like, I'm in student mode. I don't know what it is, but I'm getting a lot of certifications lately. I've been studying and I've been, you know, doing papers and I'm back in school online. It's been amazing, but I'm just soaking up everything that she's throwing at me. I've been watching her, observing her and her behavior, her muscle movements, her demeanor, her attitude, her behavior, her comedic actions, um, and just learning. And you know what? All that is a sense of distraction from anything that might be hurting me, you know, with my leg or whatever. But I also find that when she is calm, I am calm and vice versa. When I am calm, and I don't come in like a bat out of hell. <laughs> and sometimes I'll come into her, I'm like, hey, and she's, you could just see her ears go back like, whoa, she's here and she's bigger than anything in this, this farm. Um, my presence can be large when I'm excited. So I've learned to come appro- approach her in different ways. So sometimes I sneak around the barn to see what she's doing. And if she hears me, I can see her ears turn towards me. And then she picks her head up and she's usually chewing. And, uh, and it just makes me laugh and it takes her a few seconds. She processes it, who, who it is. And then she'll do her whinnying and everything. And she'll walk away from her hay and straight to the door uh, to come see me. So it's funny because she just has so many different, um, ways that she re- responds to me. 
So going back to, you know, when you're sitting there, being around an animal, especially something as large as a horse, I have found that I can slow myself down, one, because I don't want to startle them. They're big and I will be taken out with, you know, a prosthetic leg in cowboy boots and jeans on uneven, you know, turf. It gets a little dicey at times, especially if I'm trying to back up quick. So I've learned to be calm. I've learned to slow my breathing down. I've learned to take stock. If she's not interested in me at all, I kind of just lean against the gate and I breathe. And I will tell you that that right there is the the therapy that I need because I'm not racing from this to that to this to that and having to get dinner ready and having to pick up groceries and having to get the laundry done. And, you know, it's just like, it's like nonstop when you work out of the house and you have family and now the boys are home from college, the laundry, the dishes, the food, it's like a constant thing. And when you work from the house, you never get to leave your workplace. Like for my husband, yeah, he has an office here too, but his office is out of the house. So when he leaves it, he can put those distractions to bed for a little bit, so to speak. I know he really doesn't, but more so than I can, because if I know that there's dishes to be done and I'm sitting on the couch watching a movie with my family, those dishes are staring at me. And so I don't get to walk away from it. So when I go to the barn and I get to sit there and just take time to breathe and be there for myself, it's crazy. And then when I realize I'm slowing my breathing down, it's really cool because then she responds by coming closer to me. It's pretty darn cool. So I thought, you know, after being with her this week, so far and last week, uh, end of last week, I worked a lot about on just laying up against her and feeling her breathing and seeing if I could match my breathing with hers. Hers is a little bit deeper and um, stronger. And I try to slow my breathing down to see if I can slow her breathing down. So I play this game and I just, you know, I just wanted to bring this up because I just, there are several people I'm working with right now and talking to and helping out and praying for that I know are struggling. And I know when we struggle, and I am 100% guilty of this, when we are stressed out, we forget all the things that we should do that's good for us, like eating well, staying active, but not active in a busy sense, like a busyness thing, but like getting out for a walk, you know, walk the dogs, walk to the mailbox, you know, go to the gym, take a hike, get on your bike, scooter, whatever it is, because the fresh air and the change of scenery, and surprisingly enough, when you go to a place where there's more people, there's usually someone, I, at least I find, there's usually someone that pulls me out of my funk and makes me remember to be grateful for where I'm at. So when I go to the gym and we are members at a Y and we're in an older community where we live up here in, in Carefree, you know, I see a lot of people struggling and they'll come to me and say, you know, like, that's amazing that you're doing that. And they see my prosthetic leg and they're coming in with a walker or a wheelchair or a cane and just doing small little movements, but one to get out of the house, two to do something more positive for themselves and three to just meet people. And so I have found that being there, not only do they fill my bucket up, but I I realize that I do the same just 
by being there and, you know, getting at it, you know, and, and being me. And so, you know, you need to be able to do things like that. But what ends up happening is when we're struggling, what do we tend to do? We tend to curl up in a ball, take a nap, sit in front of the TV, snack, um, sit on our phone more, screen time, screen time, screen time. And none of that is beneficial to getting you out of your funk. And if you've listened to any of my other podcasts, you know that I use distraction, distraction, distraction when I'm hurting, when my leg is driving me nuts. I have to keep moving. Like for me, sitting and doing a podcast for a half an hour can be dicey because as I'm sitting here talking to you right now, my foot that's not even there is totally hot and buzzing and tingling. It, it feels warm um, and it doesn't stop. It's just always on. It's like someone flipped a switch and I can't figure out where the switch is and it just keeps going. So when you can get yourself into a state of mind where you can actually sit down, take a step back, breathe, think of the positives in your life because there are always at least one other positive in your life that you can grasp onto and use to motivate you forward, then you're going to be better off for it. So if you were to sit down let's say you're really struggling right now. Maybe you're, you're just, you're getting beat up medically and, you know, amputees, if you're listening, if you've got phantom pains, they're going to come and go. I'm going to tell you that right now. In four years of being an amputee, one, phantom sensation has always been there for me. It's not like it's one and done. You cut the leg off. It's gone. It's, it's good. Everything's fine. Your foot feels like it's still there. I don't necessarily feel my, well, no, I shouldn't say that. I do feel up my calf right now. I can feel my shin tingling actually. So I feel like my leg is all still there. And I have to remind myself because my brain, my brain is telling me it's there, but I'm looking down. I'm going, no brain. There is nothing there but robotics. And so um, I always have to tell myself that. Sometimes I have to just talk my, th- my brain through that process of, nope, there's nothing there. It's just in your, your, your nerve endings. But when we go through those moments of that, if we allow ourselves to sit and just spend time thinking about it, one, you're going to make it worse for yourself. And it, it's never... It's never a good thing because it's just going to come, keep, come, oh my gosh, it's going to keep coming at you. So as I was saying, in four years, I constantly have that pain and there's probably been about four episodes of extreme, extreme, extreme issues where sleepless nights for four nights, five nights, um, not being able to sit, not being able to stand, try to walk, you know, it comes and goes. We There's no one that I've ever heard of And even, I bring this up and I've brought this up before, even my assistant prosthetist, he's an above knee amputee also. Um, He has been that way for over 20 years. And about two years ago, he looked at me and he goes, holy crap. He goes, I had one of those episodes this weekend and it lasted like all weekend. He goes, is that what you were talking about? And I'm like, yeah, haven't you ever had that? He goes, no, that was my first episode after 20 some years. So one, everybody gets it. Two, 
yikes, like in 20 years, am I going to have one of those moments? Because that's going to really suck because I'm going to be a lot older in 20 years. And, it, you know, it's funny because I was I was listening to um, a reel the other day on Instagram and one of the sound bites that's, you know, big right now and trending is, you know, think think about yourself in 20 years. You're not going to look any, you're going to not going to look any better than you do today. You're not going to feel any better than you would do today. So enjoy today. And that is really true because, you know, I'd love to think I'm going to look this great at 20, in 20 years, I mean, um, but that's not going to happen. We age and some of us not so gracefully and our bodies take a toll. And if you're an amputee like me, you know, our bodies can only take so much walking with one good leg, no matter how good I do walk, I'm still putting more pressure and more exert, exerting more energy on my, my good hip, my good knee, my good ankle. And so things we're going to start breaking down. So you live for today. Cause even if you're going through something bad right now, one, I can guarantee you, you're going to be on the flip side soon. It's going to flip around. You're going to feel better, but also once that does happen and you're riding high and doing great, it's going to flip again and you're going to struggle again. And if you can understand that now, you're going to be better off for that because you're going to start accumulating tools that will help you for the next time frame when things start to go south. And they will, they really will. I hate to say it. The other day, okay, so I know I've had four episodes where something got wonky in my like sciatic area, which is what I have decided in the four years, the four times this has happened to me where my phantom pain has been excruciating. It actually started with like weak in, a weak back muscle that I yanked because then I had those pains going down my hamstrings, except when you have extreme pain going down a hamstring that ends before the knee and there's nothing else for it to go to, I think things just get really wacky and then it becomes really, really bad phantom pains. Well, I know they're coming when certain things start to happen. And I'll tell you what, I was freaking out a little bit last Friday because I was like, "Uh uh-oh, I know that feeling. Oh God, please. No, 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 no. I don't want that pain again. I don't want four or five days of not sleeping and not feeling good. And you know, I took it easy. I didn't do things at the gym. I actually took a day off from the gym because I was like, let that cool down. I think I took aspirin, which I never do, but I was like, we're going to nip this thing and see if I can just get past that. And you know what? It went away. But I also know that that is a starting point. If I'm not listening to my body, when little tiny whispers of that episode thing happening again, if I'm not listening then I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fall trapped to that again, and I don't want that. So that is now a tool in my box. I know what the precursor is to extreme phantom pains for me. And so I'm taking mental notes. Every time it happens, I now know what's coming, when it's going to come, and how to maybe suppress it. And I did. I'm so excited. So I made it through that one. Um, I think I just overdid it. And I was thinking, I'm so surprised my back doesn't hurt today because I literally have been working since 8 a.m. in this room, just this room. I, cl- I have so much clutter. <laughs> so anyways, heading back to that. So you, you're going through these problems. You might have the phantom pains, the phantom sensations. You're dealing with those things. 
I know what you're thinking. Is this ever going to end? Am I ever going to find? Yes. You will find the light at the end of the tunnel. For some of us, it takes longer. When I first had my amputation, right after the amputation, I came home. I had four solid weeks of hell. It was bad. It was so bad. And because it's new, it's really bad. It probably, if I had it again, it probably wouldn't have been that bad. But because you don't know what that feels like, and then it happens to you, and then you're trying to deal with it, it's bad. Because you're thinking it's one and done, right? Cut it off. My knee pain's gone. Now I'm good. No, the knee pain's gone, but now you have phantom pain. Yay. And so, you know, you have to start accumulating experience. I'm talking to this, this group of ladies. We meet on Wednesdays and we meet on Fridays. Girls, hey, if you're listening, I hope you're listening. Um, it's awesome because I am getting a, a glimpse into each one of their lives and how how they deal with certain things that come up. And one thing that is certain, even though we're above knee and below knee, some were tragedy, some were elected, we all will go through this. And it's interesting to see what I think triggers it. And I do believe stress, high stress is a huge trigger. I mean, we've heard it all before that stress can lead to other issues being exacerbated with our mental and, and physical health. And when we're stressed out, um, our, our health declines, right? Well, I think it's the exact same way. And it would be really neat if there was more research on this, but I believe that high stress you know, in the environment we're in, what we're trying to heal from amputation creates problems with our phantom pain and not even just healing from it. You know, four years down the road, if I have a really stressful situation, I realize that everything starts to crumble within me and I have to stop. I have to reset and I have to remember that I am extremely blessed, very grateful for everything that I have been able to deal with and the things I'm doing. And I learned to breathe. And I have really been trying very hard to work on being in the present. And that mindset of only right this moment counts. So for me right now, you listening to me, and me recording this for you is the only thing that matters to me in this moment. And I'm hoping that helps somebody to remember that sometimes when we take on too much, that's why last week I talked about spring cleaning. If our brain is bogged down with a bunch of mental issues, things that are stressing us out mentally, um, or we're struggling emotionally on things, then we've got too much happening and we can't heal properly. And for those of my friends that have just gone through amputation, if you're not letting go of the negativity of something that's happened to you or around you and learning to deal with it healthfully, you're going to struggle with your, your phantom sensations and your phantom pains. I'm, I'm sure of it. Um, I know that from what they have told me and what I have gone through, that that is a certainty in those people's lives and in my life. So what do we do? We start with the basics. And I would say the call to action this week would be to work on your breathing. I like to start my day with my horse. And so I have found that starting my day with quiet time, being present, being living in the moment time, breathing, slowing down, 
and only thinking about right that moment. Not what's on my list to do, who just called me, what texts I need to respond to, none of that. Just drop the phone and drop your agenda. Clear out that schedule for a few minutes in the morning. And I guarantee you, you don't have to spend two or three hours. However, I really like that. And after all the years of homeschooling, that's my my little piece of heaven now that I have for me that I didn't have before. I didn't I never had that kind of time. Now I do, and I am I am like hoarding it. <laughs> I am hoarding that time for me. And it is when my boys are still sleeping now that they're home from college or when they were away. It's when my husband's at work and it's just me. And so I would really highly suggest that this next week, you really focus on being present. Really drop the phone, put it aside. Don't worry about it. Don't put music on. Don't. It's going to take time. It is really hard for me at first when I was around the horse thinking, okay, what time is it? Okay, look at my watch. Oh, wait, did my son just text me? Oh, wait. And and realizing that my horse was not interested in me at all when I was distracted. The moment I put my phone away, dropped my hands, dropped my head, and worked on slowly breathing and actually exhaling kind of loudly so she could hear me breathing, the, that moment, seriously, like a switch was flipped she would walk closer to me and then of course she would smack me in the face with her mouth to give me a kiss and she'd be right in my face time for us to do our thing so practice that this week spending time for yourself if it helps you and you have a very special animal in your life like your dog or your cat or a ferret or a guinea pig or if there's an animal that will actually sit quietly with you Try using them. Try incorporating them. Like my dogs are used to me podcasting, so they're both on either side of me here sleeping. They had their dinner. I took their collars off so they wouldn't shake. And they are now peacefully sleeping next to me. And so it's kind of a calm. I can hear my one dog breathing. My old girl has a little bit of a snore. And it's just a time for me to just realize how lucky I am to be where I'm at to see my amputation as a gift, not a negative, that I can use this to help others, that I can, I can be that inspiration for someone who's struggling with theirs. And when I let go of everything, then I am in the place where I'm the healthiest and the strongest and the most positive that I can be. And then from there, I can go on out and conquer the world and kick butt. And that's what you want to be, right? You want to be in a place where you can take care of yourself and you are strong enough inside and out to take on the world and everything it's going to dish out at you. Because we know that life gets hard and we know that things come at us from every direction. And for some reason, it's never just one thing that comes at you, right? It's about 500 things all at once. And that's when we stress and that's when everything breaks down and that's when we struggle. So the next time that happens, stop and remember that that moment does not define you, that that moment is a moment for you to practice your breathing, your being present, and your your feeling grateful for what you do have. So this next week, work on breathing skills. 
take time, slow down, and remember that nothing is going to be the end of the world. And yes, you do have things to be thankful for in your life. So I hope this helped. I hope you have a fabulous rest of your week and next weekend. Um, I may or may not be on next week. I'm going to tell you that right now. My son is turning 21 and we are going to do something spectacular. And it's right during that time I, I record and everything. So we'll see if I can get on. And if I do, it'll be very special because it'll be right before his birthday. And uh, But if not, don't think I forgot about you. I would be on the week after that. So until next time, and as always, be healthy, be happy, be you.